Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gold. A Doncic dagger. Guys. What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome to Hoops and Cards today for you, basketball card collector, investor. We've got an episode of our series, Basketball Cards 101. These are the the essentials, the pillars, the foundations, really just the basic realities for any of us, whether you've been in the hobby, collecting and investing for years, or whether you're brand new to this thing. This series gives you some thoughts uh, to consider no matter where you're at. And today we address the issue of FOMO, the fear of missing out, this this idea that you got to get all the things, you got to get the cards, you got to have it, got to own it, got to win the auction, got to buy the new thing, got to get it before it goes up even more. Oh, yeah, the sellers prey on that. Hey, my name is Gary. I'm your host at Hoops and Cards, and I've made some mistakes along the way in my own battle with FOMO gotta have it nature so let's get after it yes i'm glad to be doing another basketball cards 101 episode you know i get so much good feedback from our listeners that are at the beginning or get back to it levels And uh, thinking about their cards, their strategies, listening to our podcast and probably like five others because there's a lot of good stuff out there. But um, that that idea that, hey, some of the card content creators and some of the podcasts out there, we we tend to at times talk only at expert level stuff or go too deep when when really what we need is some some plain, you know, basics, essentials. How do I how do I learn the ropes here when it comes to card collecting and investing and basketball cards? You know, I've I've wanted to, and I believe we've dealt with this in previous episodes. These questions of what should I buy, why should I buy, when should I buy, where, like, how much should I pay? There's lots of good good questions that 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 they're not only like beginner level things, but in a hobby that has different seasons and different products, certainly in an economy where, oh man, gas prices, I'm telling you, but uh, there's lots of change, right? And so the way we attack a question today might be different than it was last March when we launched this podcast. Today, I think the fear of missing out can be approached very, very differently or much differently than it was one year ago. So today's conversation really as a basketball cards 101 is how do I FOMO proof my card investing? How do I FOMO proof my approach to all this in basketball cards? And I say FOMO fear of missing out, or some might even say a recency bias. I mean, I know they're not the exact same thing, but I know they deal with what I'm feeling and thinking in the moment. What I notice about cards now and how they're trending or what's hot and what's not. And fear of missing out can tell me things like, man, John Morant is playing like a possible MVP candidate. If I don't buy me a John Morant graded silver PSA 10 prism rookie card today, I'll never get one. Or like, I'll pay double, you know, in the future. And and the fear of missing out has, has led many of us to 
make some decision, some decisions that uh, if we had just kind of thought it through, if we knew a little bit more, if we asked certain specific questions about uh, the player, the card, the timing, all those things, we might realize, hey, um, there's a better path. Like there's a, a solid strategy that, that isn't uh, so moved quickly by fear of missing out or even just this, I got to have the next thing deal. So we'll talk about that here in this episode of Basketball Cards 101. Rebound pulled down by DiVincenzo. Middleton out of the corner for three, and that's the third of the game for Middleton. Quick strike ability. So if you're new to collecting basketball cards or new to investing and uh, hoping that your values go up, the this idea or the challenge of FOMO has hit me uh, many times over these last two years, and so I want to share with you, like, why it's a thing and uh, I guess a decision you need to make and then uh, a strategy then to FOMO-proof your approach. Uh, It is FOMO, fear of missing out, that as a collector, uh, there's a part of me that says when it comes to my favorite players and my favorite cards, I, I have an idea of what I want. And there's a little bit of a problem with that because number one, I think we are totally in this because of something that we want, whether it's potential profit or just a card that you like or a player that you enjoy collecting. So there's something that you want out of this. But I think it's important to know if the what you want becomes the the driving force behind what you spend, you know, or what you get, then... Uh, then you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to you're going to waste some money. You're going to miss some opportunities, and you're also going to assume that I I should get what I want as soon as I want it. So so for example, uh, a new set of cards comes out. Say it's the uh, brand new Donruss basketball, and my hometown player is one of the rookie of the year candidates, and I want one of his rookie rated rookie cards. If the only thing that I, you know, base my decisions on is the I want it factor, then I'm just going to go get it. I'm just going to go get the Evan Mobley rated rookie as soon as it's available to me. And I, in the process, I might be buying the wrong card. I might be buying at the wrong time. I might be paying too much. And I might not know all the things <laughs> about that card that I'm buying. And so so I've made the mistake, you guys and you girls. <laughs> you girls. Come on, represent the ladies here. Gary, let's do it. Hoops and cards and girls and guys. I have at times, because I want what I want, potential profit or a certain card for the collection, I just go get it. And some of that is uh, just part of the fun of the hobby, right? It's part of what you do. Some of it, though, can be fueled by, uh, oh, no, uh, I don't have what I want. I need to go get it. And there's sort of this fear of what if I don't, right? What if I don't get it yet? Or what if it's not available the next time I want it in the future? Or what if next time I want it in the future, it's a lot more expensive? And 
as a card collector, if you are new to this whole thing, I just want you to know that the, the, the fear of missing out or this, this thing that, uh, this feeling of, I want something that's always going to exist. And, and it's, and part of it's good. That's always going to exist. There, there are always going to be cards that I want. Can I be content with the cards that I already have? Absolutely. But if you're, yeah, if you're a regular collector or investor in these things in basketball cards, there's always going to be something more to, to go after or to want. My pushback on that or my concern with that, again, is that, that maybe I want the wrong thing. So I need to scout out what else could be available. What other cards, what other options, what other, we even have words for these parallels, variations, sets, um, inserts, what else, you know, might even be more desirable or more worthwhile for my focus. And then the second thing could be, you know what? I do have my, my target, my strategy, my eyes set on getting this card, but, uh, if I want it and go for it now, I could totally be overpaying for it. And I think I gave an example in some previous podcasts of right now, here we are in the middle of basketball season. Uh, all-star break has happened and we're, we're pacing ourselves towards the playoffs. And, and suppose, you know, somebody tells you that, Hey, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is averaging 34 points a game over his last 10. And Shea Gilgis Alexander is one of the best long-term buys for uh, basketball card investors. And Shea Gilgis Alexander, like they could even tell you, Hey, uh, you know, I've, I've been to the future and SGA, Shea Gildas Alexander, uh, point guard, shooting guard for the Thunder, he is eventually going to win five NBA championships and be a three-time league MVP. I've been to the future. It's happened. I've come back to tell you that Shea Gildas, like you could, you could say, oh crap, I got to go buy, like I got to, I got to spend as much as I can to get Shea Gildas Alexander's and go after his silver prism auto, go after his national treasures, find as many one of one, you know, original cards that you can get. And, uh, and I would say to you, man, that's cool that you learned about the future. I, I, uh, thank you for the tip and I'm going to go buy some SGAs, but I would also say this, your, your FOMO, your fear of missing out on that profit or on getting that card. Now, maybe that you should know this. Uh, number one, you haven't investigated all the options, uh, when it comes to investing on those realities. Uh, number two, maybe what if right now in the middle of an NBA season, you're going to pay one price for that SGA card. When, if you just waited three months till the season's over, the thunder are eliminated and nobody's talking about Shea Gilgis Alexander or better yet two months after that when nobody's talking about basketball the price for that SGA is going to be half of what it is now or two-thirds of what it is now and the I want factor you you should have a stronger voice saying I wait (laughs) right I'm willing to schedule when it's buying season for me and not just base it on but he had 33 points last night right uh, so one way to FOMO proof is to ask the other questions. 
do I want the right things? Do I want it at the right time? Uh, do I do I have to have it now? And if so, why? Because like, if it's just having that card sitting in a box or sitting on a shelf, then why not just go print out, print out like an eBay photo of that card and let it sit there for now and then go buy it, the actual card, later on when it's cheaper. You can do that. Like, there's no law that says you're not allowed to print out a picture of a National Treasures Shake Gilgis Alexander RPA and uh, put it on your wall. You can do it. I actually, now that I'm talking about it, I actually have several cards I want to do that with that right now they're not at a place where I would want to pay what they cost. But why not just print out a slam hollow LeBron hoops, you know, and put it on my wall if I care that much about it. What value is there to you in actually having or owning something? Like, why do I have to own stuff? If you come to grips with, no, you don't have to own stuff. And if you do, if you think you do, you don't have to own it now. You could, you could consider a purchase six months from now, a year from now, all that, all that to say. So the other thing that, uh, I believe if you've listened to our podcast before, you've heard me say, don't buy a product on release day. And I would, I would sometimes buy a product on release day, especially if you're going to resell some of the, the numbered cards or the special cards you might get in the hobby box, but you got to sell those immediately because people on the other side are buying on release day. They're like, I don't know if it's FOMO or if it's just like, uh, I got to have it first. I don't, I don't find that helpful as a collector or investor to say, I'm willing to pay triple of what a card's actually going to be worth in two weeks just to have it first. Maybe you guys could tell me that I'm missing something, but I, I don't see any value in that except the, yay, I got this, uh, having to, you know, getting to say that like a week earlier than somebody else. But I, I don't feel like it's a race. And I feel like a lot of us listening to this are working on a limited budget. You're not the kind of uh, high roller dog spender that's gonna gonna drop a million dollars on a card or a hundred thousand dollars on a card or even a thousand dollars for a lot of us. That's way too much for a card. So I have to make uh, calculated money decisions when I buy cards. I just do. And um, I'm often looking for the best deals I can get. So I'm willing to wait a little bit longer. I'm willing to buy online or send a lower offer than if the, if the person's offended by it. Like I, what am I supposed to do? I, <laughs> I offered you what I'm willing to pay in this moment. If you want to be insulted by that, then just say no to the offer and move on with your life. Like, uh, or make me a counter offer. You know, some people in eBay negotiations and now, now some of you are like, that's the guy that sent me that $2 offer on the hundred dollar card. You know, it's funny when I go to impersonate somebody else, I always go to this one. <laughs> I don't know why I do that, but, uh, <clears throat> it's fun and whatever. Uh, that's just my only alternate voice. It's my variation voice. It's my variation voice. As I drive by two great antique balls with 750 dealers, which is just how I roll. So that's a high roller dog. <laughs> okay. Denzel. Uh, FOMO. Some of what we do on Basketball Cards 101 episodes is help you think through 
your motivations, your plan, your strategy, and, and cards, I think I've learned a lot about myself. You gotta know yourself and what is fun for you, what your budget is, how you, how you feel as a collector. Do I collect cards because they have value? Because I know some people, some of you guys that collect or invest, it's fun to hear when you collect players uh, or teams or sets that aren't really worth a lot of money. You're just doing it because it's fun. Like one of the dudes from Pack to the Future collects Jeff Malone cards. And some of you guys, you know, you've heard of Moses Malone or the mailman Carl Malone or isn't there some rapper named Malone somebody? Anyway... Jeff Malone was a sharpshooting guard for the Washington Bullets back when they were the Bullets. The Bullets! Back in the day. And so, one of you, PTTF podcasters, it's either Chad, Tim, or Ricky, one of those three. I narrowed it down. I narrowed it down for you. One of them collects Jeff Malone cards. And just because, right? I know another guy who collects... uh, Thomas Bryant cards because I think one of his friends met Thomas Bryant or something or he went to college with Thomas Bryant I don't know you know there there was a time in my life where as a young lad I collected Jeff Lagerman football cards because my buddy Chris and I always thought the name Lagerman was cool or was just cheesy enough to to be uh, joked about Jeff Lagerman so it's a fun word to say, Lagerman. You know, collect what you want to collect. There, there are actually, uh, you know, fun values, I think, in collecting players you enjoy. I, I often wind up collecting a guy or a player that's kind of a mix of that. Like a good player whose cards are going to at least hold their values, but that I also like. So we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Hey everybody, I want to take a moment to invite you to join Hoops Plus. That is our next level. That is for people that want to support our podcast here at Hoops and Cards. And yes, we need and appreciate your support. Uh, So it's one way to do that with a monthly subscription to Hoops Plus. You also get extra episodes like Anchor will actually send you a link to to hear more episodes on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, so I, I sometimes give like more insider thoughts, more episodes throughout the week, more interactions certainly on Instagram and on uh, the Discord channels with you guys, and regular prizes, like prizes each month. And in fact, even this month, here it is, March of uh, 22, I'm sending out a, I mean, it's nothing huge. It's just a a letter and a thank you and a couple of cool cards and uh, gifts to all of our Hoops Plus members, so I'm going to be busy here, but I am I am pumped to send these out to you guys. Uh, but yeah, if you want to join Hoops Plus, uh, hey, the more the merrier. Come on in. It's uh, just $4.99 a month. That is cheaper than a crazy drink at Starbucks. That's cheaper than a Crunchwrap Supreme with extra sour cream at Taco Bell. That is cheaper than six wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's even cheaper than a program at some some NBA game. But what I'm saying is go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe and uh, you can sign up today. And uh, I find out about it like the next 
like almost immediately and uh, love to be in touch with you. And the other thing is you can look at the show notes from today's episode, you know, and that'll have more information about Hoops Plus, Card Letter Pro and a few other things, but would love for you guys to join. And uh, yeah, it's a community that keeps growing. So if you joined recently, thank you so much. Great to have you uh, be a part of this. And we've got people from all over the United States now as a part of this and in different countries. That is awesome. So Hoops Plus, take that next step. Uh, don't put it off. You will not regret it. Wait a minute, you will not, you will regret not doing it. I don't know what I'm saying. Just join Hoops Plus. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know, one additional piece of advice I'd want to give you guys um, and give myself at times is to don't, don't get emotionally attached to any card. Uh, unless it's really rare, don't get emotionally attached to a card. And I, I, I know that sounds kind of like cheesy to say, but we do. We get, especially if it's one that we've waited for or we've chased or we, you know, leveled up to get into and there's a big story behind or, but, but it's just a piece of cardboard or, you know, um, plastic and uh, maybe a little piece of jersey. Like the, these things they don't deserve your emotional attachment. And there are enough of these to go around usually that if you, you know, you know, they're, they're, these, these don't have, these cards don't have feelings. <laughs> they don't have, um, it's not like a member of your family or something. They don't remember when you first bought them or when you first ripped them out of that pack and had that story of, you know, releasing them from their previous captivity of their previous owner. Like they, they don't have any feelings for you. (laughs) Why do, why do I have emotional feelings towards any car? It's good to have, there are exceptions to this, but what I'm, what I want to say to you guys is over the last few years, I have had, you know, a card that I had a story behind and leveled up, sold several cards to have enough money to buy into. And I felt like it was a great, uh, investment card and also a player that I believed in. And as it turned out, uh, it, it became a very expensive lesson for me in, uh, you know, why do you have to have that card? And why did you have to have it now? And why did you level up into it? Basically just assuming that that card could only go up in its future because the player was awesome, still is awesome. But why did you just assume that you had to have it and and then once you had it, you had to hold on to it because, dude, there was such a story and such a pursuit and such a, uh, uh, you know, commitment to or a strategic reason even for buying that card. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just telling you guys that, that at the end of the day, that card has a value, what, you know, what somebody else is willing to pay for it. And that card has some potential, but the potential there is for it to go down. Uh, I remember when the market was just crazy, crazy. In fact, some of you guys and girls, you started into card collecting and investing during the last, I don't know, the last huge uptick or the huge uh, boom of the card market in 2020 and 2021. There, There were times, actually several times, where I thought, man, if I don't buy this Zion Williamson uh, 
Prism rookie card right now, then I'll never get one, or it'll it'll just be worth you know triple what it is now because because it happened to be hard to get, expensive, and increasing in value at that time. Right, so I, I had this feeling of emotional draw or pull. That I better buy it now. And uh, by the way, that was not true. I don't know if you've heard, but Zion Williamson cards have uh, gone down, and then down some more, and then down some more. And Zion Williamson, like I, I think his whole career right now is a big fat question mark. No pun intended. It's just a question mark. And. Uh, so when I, when I sold it, it was like saying goodbye to an old friend, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm giving up on what was a, you know, a fun, historic, profitable ride for me that I sent up for that never happened. And, uh, and yet it's hard to part with. Why is that? I guess, cause we're human beings with feelings and stories and, and beliefs, right? But it's just a piece of cardboard. It really is. Or a piece of plastic around a cardboard that somebody felt good enough to say, this is gem or this is mint. And you got all sorts of all the feels when you bought it and had high hopes for it. Well, I'm just here to say, don't have an emotional attachment to any card or even to any player. And and so I'll even give you a positive example here of a current, actually a couple current players, uh, Darius Garland and Tyrese Maxey that I am building a stack of their cards and collecting a variety of and investing in a variety of their cards, hoping that and believing that that card, that player is going to continue to get better. Those cards are going to continue to increase in value. Uh, but guess what? There are, there are a dozen different ways to do this strategy wise, right? One of those is to not even buy cards during the basketball season, but but only buy cards when it's September, when and when nobody cares about basketball, right? And then to, to use the season as a chance to sell some when those guys play well or when Jason Tatum drops 50 points and someone is willing to pay a bunch more for Jason Tatum cards than they did 24 hours ago, maybe that's a good time to sell. Am I saying goodbye to my friend Jason and all the memories that we've had together and all the all the fun times that we could be having, you know, in the next two weeks? No, it's just a card. If you want that card, buy it back when it's buying season, right? If I want more Darius Garlands, buy them back when, you know, in the, in the near future. <laughs> in the near future, the Cavaliers are eliminated from the playoffs. There's so much short-term money that comes in and out of the hobby that I could... I could say, well, all the secrets out on Darius Garland because his cards have gone up since December. Sure. But dude has a sore back and misses a few games or his team gets eliminated. Uh, guess what? The short-term money is going to sell off their dairy eye. Dar- That's what I use for plural of Darius Garland cards. They're dairy eyes. They're dairy eye. And uh, the prices are going to go back down. Now, there might be a new floor right? A new low for those because yeah, there is a bit more value, but I should not have an emotional attachment to a card. I should be willing to sell it when there's a jump up and I should be willing to wait to buy when there's a jump back down. And all I'm doing is here is trying to help you 
be a good spender, buy when it's buying season and sell when it's selling season and say, one of the ways to help you get there is to not have emotional attachment to these cards. Do I love, do I still want cards that I've sold? Sure. Are there a lot of them that I could look at and say, man, I missed out on tons of profit? Nope. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't. Uh, some exceptions could be, and this is just this is just part of my strategy. When you have found cards in the dollar box, I would say what you see in the dollar box, the 50 cent box, the $2 box, uh, if you see cards that have flip value or future growth value and you buy those, uh, be willing and ready to sell them when they're up to 10, 15, 20 dollars each, right? Or say, I've got a plan for this card to grade it or to put it in a time capsule. I don't feel the pressures of FOMO when I see a card in the 50 cent box. I just, I just buy it, you know, and be glad I got a good deal. But when it comes to selling that card, uh, I should be willing to take profits when those cards are up and not say, but maybe someday it'll go from $6 to $10. You know, that's true. But it also is possible that maybe that card will just stay there at $6 for a long time or go from $6 back to a dollar. Those of you that paid top dollar for Miles Bridges Silver Prisms two months ago, how's it feel right now? How's it feel right now? For those of us that maybe paid a high dollar for a a cool LeBron James rookie six months ago, how does it feel right now? LeBron James cards. (laughs) A lot of them, a lot of his graded rookies have just stayed at their same value or they've gone down a bit. Just not because LeBron's any less, but because the Lakers are. And because people are moving their money into shorter term investments. I think that just tells you how fast people move in and out of cards and I would actually like to make money off of those people instead of being one of those people so you know a a next step I like to try to give next steps or what to do uh, for you is to say hey um, you know there are cards that you have an emotional attachment to that maybe you shouldn't I think it's fair to even go through uh, your, your cards and your portfolio and say There are some cards that right now are a very smart hold. Hang on to that card right now. If you've got some John Morant cards and you believe he's going to do damage in the playoffs, if you've got Giannis rookies, uh, you've got Devin Booker rookies, now is not the time to sell those things. Right? And you might say, well, I'll keep this card forever because he's a Hall of Famer. Okay. But you might want to sell in early June when... Giannis is on track to be a finals MVP or to win another chip and and say, you know what, Giannis, I love you, uh, but you need to go away for a summer and I'll see you in the fall. Like you sell your Giannis rookie in June, you buy it back in September for 20% less and boom, you just made 500 bucks. FOMO isn't, isn't to rule the day or to, to rule your, your decisions. I'm just warning you that it could. And I'm saying it has for me. 
So this is a basketball card 101 deal that I want to help you as a collector or investor say, hey, owning a card, maybe we should view it more like owning a, like that's part of my investment strategy is to invest in Giannis. And maybe you've got a couple cards that you like to keep or display, but uh, not tie up a ton of money in them. Where your money is, where your larger investments, it could be in, hey, um, I've got this card now, but when that thing jumps, when he scores 60, you know, in a week against whoever, and somebody's willing to pay me 20% more than it's worth today, I'll take it, and then I'll buy that card back in a few weeks when nobody cares. Just saying, understand the season. Understand that it doesn't help anybody for you to feel like you've got a long-term relationship with a piece of cardboard. Because unless it's a one of one or one of five or you've got a story to tell or you don't have a lot of money tied up in it, fine. Or you just, you're just, you're just going to make money in other ways. Cool. It's your life. But you could maximize the value and realize that a lot of people in this hobby and in this investing space, a lot of people do uh, react. They do respond to FOMO. They do spend uh, with an instant, just a mindset of, I got to have it now gotta get it, I'll overpay, I gotta win that auction, gotta have the new thing and and if for you that's part of the fun and it's just the cost of being involved in it, totally get it for me it's like I gotta pick and choose when I do that and I don't wanna be that guy that spends $600 to have a card that at some point in the next year is gonna be worth $200 I wanna, I wanna learn from my mistakes and share those with you guys I wanna learn from your stories too Love to hear what a FOMO deal you gave into or one of your basic beginner things where you're like, oh yeah, when I realized I didn't have to have all the things or all the cards or I didn't have to have it now, this idea of I have to complete a set now could lead you to overspend. Or I got to collect all these inserts now or I got to get an Evan Mobley, a Mobley autograph. If you're going to look for an Evan Mobley you're gonna you're gonna be uh, very disappointed with uh, the NBA card experience. There are no Evan Mobleys out there. Not gonna happen. But if you're looking for an Evelyn Mobley auto, autos. I love saying autos, almost like it's A U T O E H Z autos. Um, if you gotta have it now, then I guess. That's your choice, but FOMO can lead you to overspend, overcommit, and get in this habit of I just gotta complete, I gotta, I gotta finish stuff, rather than say, look, I'm I'm here to make money, I'm here to level up, I'm here to enjoy cards, and uh, when you when you're spending more than ten bucks on a card, be careful because there's money you could make throughout the year if you're not so attached. So that's what I'm talking about. Hoops and cards, FOMO's a thing. Just be aware of it. Offense a little harder to come by since the first quarter for both teams. Pokashevsky kept out on the corner as he drills another three. Well, guys, that's a wrap, and I I hope this has been helpful to you. I I know I wish I had had somebody say to me, no, no, you don't have to buy that card right now. Uh, It's going to be around later this year. It's going to be available. 
now that we have access all around the world to cards and eBay and things. Also, it means sometimes I got to say no. You know, I don't, I don't need it. I don't have to have it right now. Uh, there's a better strategy overall, and so it's worth saying no sometimes. It's also worth saying yes to selling, and you know, you don't have to have an emotional attachment to your cards. So I just want to encourage you. You are, you are on a good path, and uh, I'd love to learn from you. If you have ideas, things you've learned along the way that you'd like to, to share with me at uh, Hoops and Cards on Instagram, message me, direct message me. Love getting those. Or email Hoops and Cards Podcast at gmail.com. Hoops and Cards Podcast at gmail.com. Good luck with your buying and selling. I might be, you know, on a long trip home and hoping I run into, uh, you know, a card shop. Have an awesome week, friends. See ya. Wow.